Life is magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I am Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy reader, energy healer, and spiritual coach. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Hello. Welcome, everyone, to the podcast. Yes. Hello. So um, we haven't, I don't know, I feel like I haven't checked in much with you this week. I don't know. I mean, we have been texting, but not as much as normal this week. Or maybe it's just we're texting about other things. I don't know. I guess what I'm really saying is I've had a lot of breakthroughs. Me too. You oh have? my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, Let's okay. <laughs> I I still feel like I'm in it. Like I wouldn't yeah. say like, oh, I've all I have all these things figured out. I just like I'm stepping into a deeper awareness of many things on many levels. And that's really good. And then sometimes that feels really challenging. Well, let me hear scary. about can you share any well, of it? Well, I mean, mostly it's been this journey of like opening up more and more to racism in our culture. And that's there's just so many layers of that in myself. And there's so much like guilt and horror Mm. that I'm going through of like, oh, this has been this has been like something that's been there. I just haven't been able to like put awareness into it. And Mm. it's like. Yeah, I you know what? Like, wow. We should put a link in the show notes because um, I got this great, um, like thing of <laughs> thing of information that shows like <laughs> depending on where you are in your racism journey, um, literature and podcasts oh, okay. and stuff like that, and yeah. and you're just reminding me of it because I think it's like one of the first steps is. If you're feeling guilty about who about oh, it, oh yeah, yeah. So, well, I mean, it's like, I, I yeah, that that's definitely a part of it. But just yeah. bringing so much awareness to it and having conversations, like I had a conversation with my dad and a conversation with, uh, well, a, an email conversation with the guy who's the publisher at Llewellyn, oh. and like just bringing talking about what I'm realizing and then looking like at my childhood and like the energy that I was raised with around the topic mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's just it's, it's it, and our culture being founded on it like just yeah. having it so it's like sometimes I feel sick to my stomach mm-hmm. and then sometimes I feel like all this energy coming back to me because I'm mm-hmm. like whoa this is like greater awareness and then greater empowerment to heal the past and I mean that's what I yeah. mean and like having a I had a conversation with a relative who hung up on me <gasps> via FaceTime. Oh wow! It was FaceTime really dramatic. A FaceTime, yeah, because before mm-hmm. you, before someone hangs up on you on FaceTime, you get like a dirty look. It's not just like <laughs> hello. It's like oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh no! Were they racist? <laughs> well, they did not think that they were right. who does i mean i guess there's like some group that does probably yeah it's um it's been interesting i'm in a you know dealing with the same thing but in a different place um and i just want to be real aware that like obviously we are white so i don't um i don't know i was gonna say i don't mean to like alienate our people of color listeners well yeah and also i feel like oh me talking about my journey of how hard it is to look i mean it's like mm-hmm. you know who it's harder for to yeah. experience racism is yeah. like well you know what i do want to say something about that so what i think it is is for people of color and especially black people in our society it's like relentless you know it's right. like the moment they're born and you know forever so it's relentless I will say, and I hope that, and if I'm wrong, I'll find out, right? This is what we have to do. We have to make mistakes. I think that when you're doing this work, it's very hard. There's no point in in comparing who has it worse right. in, in that sense when you're doing the work, when you're doing the work. I'm not talking about like, well, it's never a good idea. I mean, obvious, but the reason I hesitate is like, of course, white people do not have it as bad right. as people of color. Um you know, in living in the world, right? Obviously, it's easier for white. We have privilege. 
But well, I mean, I oh sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, but in if you're doing the hard work of looking at your shit, it's like in that sense, there's no need in comp- like it's hard. Like I was exhausted this week, and and mm-hmm. I think like part of me was like, oh, but you know, black people have it so much harder. Like okay, but that actually doesn't. Um, I do think that black people have it because they have it all the time, relentless. Mm-hmm. And like I'm choosing to look at this part of it you know, in a deeper way now. And, but it's still exhausting. If you're a good ally, I think you're exhausted right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, and then I feel bad saying that because I don't want to say like if somebody, I'm just going to say it's likely that you're probably exhausted because there's a lot of energy of suffering coming up. And Mm -hmm. if you're a sensitive person and you want to be there for that the black community, then you're probably exhausted because you're looking at your stuff and, you know, we're all exhausted here, but it's good. There's so much change happening. I mean, yeah. that's, that's the good part. I know. It's amazing. Like this, it's like, I feel like it's an awakening within me, but within consciousness in general. And, you know, I mean, I know I say, I often say this when the topic is something else, like, like sexual abuse, like don't, you know, diminish your own yes. pain because it's not the same as someone else's. And at the same time, I feel like that is part of what I'm seeing in myself is like, Mm. that was a privilege that I didn't need to look at all of the details of this. And so, and I think like that fear of going through this realization and maybe on some level knowing how hard it would be to look at myself through those eyes, Mm -hmm. you know, kept me from getting here in the first place. So it's just like a part, I think it's a part of that going through it and having mm-hmm. compassion for myself and breathing through it but mm-hmm. it, it's necessary i think to get yes. to get to the other side because that there are so many layers of that so many Guilt. layers i think yeah. like we're in and you know i'm not saying i'm better than you or in a higher place i'm not saying that but we're in different places you know because mm-hmm. for me i feel like it's um i mean i have done a lot of this work before you know but like for me now, it's like what I was struggling with is like, who is is power and like listening to who do I listen to and really coming back to I have to listen to myself like, mm-hmm. because there are, I was talking to my friend, Rachel, listener of the show. And she was saying like, you know, it's not like there's like a black monolith that we're just supposed to right. listen to and get the answers from. But I for the first couple of weeks, when there was like a lot of um I don't know, messaging about it, it was like, you know, we got the very wise advice. You need to listen to the black community in terms of going forward, how, what you, what actions to take. But of course, it's not a monolith. So there was many different opinions. And so that whole thing, I'm still going through and strengthening within myself. Like ultimately, even I have to listen to myself, ultimately, I have to. And that has been the big thing for me that has really changed a lot for me, because realizing like, oh, even someone I respect and greatly, I can disagree with or I can say like, that doesn't feel right inside. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's really what's been happening is part of me has felt like this doesn't feel right. It actually feels kind of abusive, like some of the like to myself to just give up power. You know, oh, it's right. not about giving up power. It's just about listening, you know. <laughs> and so that was my journey, you know, again, this week is like real. And, and it goes with the emperor card of the, you know, the tarot card of the year, the emperor. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. That whole shift that Britain was talking about between emperor between it was an emperor and empress that it was like capricorn and venus oh, right remember yeah like that the yeah. archetype is shifting from that like uh, authoritarian yes. masculine and moving into compassion yes yes that's oh definitely like Seriously. this awakening of yeah. yes yes and the uh, astral yeah she's an astrologer right so astrologically that's really happening this awakening of this feminine energy but also this you know, making that masculine energy not toxic. So like in that classic way of traditional masculine energy, like owning that space in a way that you're not defending yourself, but you're also owning like, oh, that even though I really respect this person, that's not right for me. And that doesn't mean I'm racist. (laughs) Because that's really what was happening for me. Like, oh, my God, I maybe I'm racist because I don't feel like I should do this, this, or this, you know? Uh-huh. 
So really trusting myself like, oh, actually, no, there are other black voices that feel better to me to listen to. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. It's a real, it's very, it was, it's very interesting to, for, yeah, my experience, it was kind of like, I felt a little broken open at first, like, and, and I got the good information that when I feel like panicky, that means I'm not owning my power and I can't do that. Like I have to own my power to take in information and it's okay if we disagree. And again, it's okay if I'm wrong, you know? That's yeah. it. And then that was the second part, not being a good person, you oh, know, yeah. that whole thing, which is, um, which all is, that comes from being raised in trauma a lot of times, wanting to please the parents. So, you know, there is trauma coming up and I, for white people too, to look at. And again, I think when we get into this comparing thing, we're like, oh, it's hard for white people too. And, you know, that I don't like in terms of, like, you know, obviously, like, oh, my God. I mean, there's been so much suffering for black people. Right. Uh, yeah. Forever. I mean, in this country forever. And um, so any way you look at this comparing, it isn't good. Whether you're beating yourself up because it's like, well, I'm having a hard time, but I don't want to compare myself. So maybe it's not that bad. That's not good either. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Jeez. Yeah. So just experiencing it all, right? Yeah, just moving through it. I just, yeah, I feel like I'm so at the tip of the iceberg with this. Like, the ancestral work is going to mm. be a huge deal. I feel like I have a lot of crying that is mm. on in my future. <laughs> About what? But just like mourning. Yeah. Every. Oh my God. Well, I just like I feel like I am tapping into how disgusting. Like huh. so many things in my family mm. and just. Not just my family. It's really not. I mean, it, it's not that there was what I would have thought of as overt racism in any way, but just the layers that I'm tapping into in our culture and in my my family's history and stuff is just like, mm-hmm. this is so gross. It's so gross to be like, and this is, I've been in this and not mm. seen it. But like I was telling Ted, it reminds me of when he and I have a fight in a way. Like when mm. we have a fight and it's like, oh, this is really painful because this is touching on stuff that I need to look at in myself. Um, and it's like, that's really good. You know, like I know that's really good ultimately, yes. but it's also like feels very bad <laughs> when you yeah. go through it, you know? Oh, interesting. Yeah, see, that's the difference that's really um, important to look at, I think. Because it's like when you feel like that, then yeah, you need to go in there right. and with that big open heart and and love you know self-compassion yeah. and own it with self-compassion but um but the way I was feeling was like a giving up of power that was not healthy I didn't need to do that because part of me was like maybe this is how it feel at first I was like well I just got to feel bad because this is in this particular way because if I'm avoiding it then that means I'm racist but in it's so subtle you know it's tricky it's subtle and then um, um, my friend Rachel again, because we've been talking a lot about this. We were reading Right Fragility together. She actually finished it, and I barely. <laughs> but anyway, um, she found this um African American therapist lady who was saying that like most um black influencers right now teaching anti racism are being abusive to white people. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So another voice. And and so, like, part of me at first was like, yeah, I feel abused. This is right. I believe uh, this voice. But then, I mean, I had to consider all the options. But then the more I listened to her, I was like, "Mm, this doesn't actually feel right what she's saying. Um, And, yeah, I think it's just tricky and we're just all sorting it out. And I think as long as you have really good intentions of of owning your stuff and and showing up as much as you can to be a supporter of people who have been abused for centuries. Yeah, and moving through it, because I think what you're talking about, too, like, I think that is part of what has kept our culture and me from really looking at this deeply. Like, Mm. oh, man, there's so much. Like, Mm. how would I ever do that right? How could I ever figure out how to do everything right Mm. and not culturally appropriate and not, you know, like, whatever all the rules are? And it's like you're going through it and being like, oh, there aren't rules. I mean, there there's guidelines and there's opinions, but, like, to find that feeling of, oh, no, it's there's not, like, a right and a wrong 
own way that is like external to, yes. you know, actually going through it. Yeah, you yeah, we're all just figuring it out. And, um, and I think you can apply this even like what we're talking about to regular healing, you know, <laughs> this is how it is when you first delve into mm-hmm. any kind of trauma in your life. It's like there isn't any right way there's just mm-hmm. ways you figure out like for me over the years I figured out that this particular form of energy healing I do is good for me and her child healing is good for me you know for other people it may be you know if I only listen to one voice that it was like traditional therapy and right. then I didn't do it that way I'd be like uh, I'm doing it wrong what's yeah. you know so you can apply all of this because we're growing we're growing we're growing and this light oh, yeah. that my guides have been telling me about it's changing now but I really think that that light is what they were talking about in terms of assisting this major growth that's it's happening. Huge. It's huge. I feel huge. this huge current of energy. It's like a lightning bolt of energy coming through and then moving through human consciousness. Yeah, well, moving now, through me, yeah, and then changing me, and yes. also changing human consciousness. Yes, it's big changes. The uh, oh, I just want to say one more thing. I did have a like very pleasant <laughs> good not amazing breakthrough which is i started reading that book that you keep talking about the surrender experiment oh right yeah it's good so good i mean and he's a funny guy it was about his experience in the 70s and how he noticed he has a voice in his head which is like what happens when you start meditating too you notice your voice in your head but what for some reason it just clicked all at once that Oh, because he decides he's kind of funny because he's like does that Seinfeld episode opposite George, where George does the opposite of everything. Do you remember? You know, I feel like I brought that up before. Does he talk about that in the book? No, he doesn't. But what I'm saying is he said to his voice in his head, he was like, well, if my voice says to do it, I got to do the opposite. So it's very opposite George. Um, So what... And it's kind of crazy, I feel like, <laughs> he does it that way. It's like, well, I don't know. But, I mean, it worked out for him, I guess. But um, for me, I just realized, like, oh, I don't have to pay any attention to that voice. So, like, Because it, it's not you. Yeah, that's yes. what the brilliance of that book is, is that helps you to be like, oh, that narration in my head, like, constantly, it's contradicting itself it's you know it's not and it's not me it's for totally me just a voice yeah and then I narrowed down though that I really basically only am aware of it these days when it's negative uh, like when it's like about me like you're never gonna get this it's never gonna work out for you dude I have a lot of that still old programming um I mean not a lot but I, it's in there and so this week I was like oh what if just didn't listen to it and <laughs> was just like for ignore it and then because I feel like because it's all the other work I've done like inner child healing and stuff it just like did float away and I felt uh, so much better yeah I'm just like oh then I can embrace my inner child and I can love myself and I can make mistakes and it's okay and I can oh, be yeah. who I am and it's so it was really great so I hope it keeps up <laughs> yeah it's so cool because it's like it, it when you stop thinking like oh yeah that voice matters like what yes. that voice is saying like I I guess I respect that opinion because now I have to argue with it in my own like if when you stop doing that it just like you identify with the space around it and the silence around it and then you're like oh, that's who I am that voice is just a voice yeah for me I automatically connect to my heart chakra and my inner child when that voice goes away mm. so because I think because I've been doing so much of that and, like, that's the thing that's been in the way of it. Yeah. So then it's just, like, um, yeah, it's just, like, I can own more of my loving higher self, loving adult, and have this, like, yeah, loving combination happening. Yeah. Instead of that voice, it's, like, well, you better do this or nobody's going to like you. <laughs> right. And, and I would listen to it. I'd be, like, oh, God. I got to get like this thing out in time or nobody, or it's all going to fail. And then I was like, well, what if I just didn't? And maybe that's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, who are you anyway? Yeah. I don't care what you think. <laughs> so big week for us. Yeah, it was so cool. And, you know, I was realizing we were pretty much describing the cards we drew last week. We like, were? 
Well, I drew look in the mirror, uh, which I feel like, yeah, I was really looking in the mirror this week. Like, let me really look at myself. But even that FaceTime conversation that I mentioned, <laughs> not only was I looking at a face, you know, but it was kind of like, you know, this is like, why is this upsetting you so much? Because this is uh, reminding you of yourself, you know? Interesting. Yeah. yeah. This is great. It's all good. You know, yeah, we're totally. all growing and and there really is so much great change revolution happening. Oh my gosh, it's it's so inspiring. Yeah. It's really amazing. I wouldn't trade it even if it seems like I'm complaining about how big of a deal it is. It's it's exciting. Um, yeah. Although I mean, I mean I would we of course would trade it for black people never having a Oh, well, like of course. I know. I just, just want to mean- point that out. <laughs> yeah, I, just... I don't want all of the things that led up to it to be I would trade those just making like, it clear yeah okay yeah. <laughs> um, you know but... you want slavery Tess <laughs> no just so you can no. have this <laughs> obviously <laughs> I'm kidding of course we all know how you really feel which yeah, is love and then... Your card was about like divine timing and also like getting into the flow and allowing different cycles, which I think we've also been talking about, like we're integrating, we're feeling like we need to rest, we're learning a ton, we're having breakthroughs. And it also, and I actually drew from my card reading for this moon cycle, divine timing, because I do think like it's not just in our individual cycles that we're honoring, which I think is super important, but it's also that this is a huge current of energy in our culture like historically that we when we enter into it you know it's like I I think it's so interesting that um I I feel like I am riding that wave of how you know uh white supremacy and me is a bestseller white fragility is a bestseller like so many people are like we need to figure this out now and it's inspiring to be a part of that yes yeah and also yeah that we all it's time for like for not to be all like I don't know woo woo but it's like it's time for love <laughs> to be the leading yeah that femininity to be yeah. more of the leader than this harsh rulership yeah, I think this is a really appropriate venue to be woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> you think so? Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm I consider mean, that, it. <laughs> it, it, but it isn't woo-woo either. It's yeah. like, it of isn't. course it's not. It's what it's we're all hearts. made of. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, the heart isn't woo-woo. No. Um, but I, also, I, I will just say real quick that I don't. I'm like maybe the one person that doesn't have negative associations with woo-woo. I mean, I don't either, but I know that that's how it is used. Yeah. But I, mean, right. I just mean it's inclusive. Like, you might be yes. into woo-woo stuff like we are, and that's great. But yeah. even if you're not, like, yeah. you you know, you want to open your heart and love. I hope so. All right. Come on. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about a way to do that, which is. Oh, yes. Now it's time for me to talk about the Good Vibe Tribe. So. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by the Good Vibe Tribe Online School of Magical Arts, a membership program featuring 14 high-quality magic workshops taught by me, live web chats and rituals every Tuesday, and you can watch those or listen to them later if you can't make them live, and a supportive magical community on Facebook. And I'm opening the doors to the Good Vibe Tribe on June 24th. And I'll also be teaching a free master class to celebrate. Oh, yeah, I was going to talk about that today. So, yeah, you're going to want to be a part of this master class. It's a holistic, magical self-care, and it's free. So um, you can very learn about exciting. that. What's that? I said very exciting. I Thank you. That. Yeah, I don't actually have a landing page for that yet, but mm-hmm. on Monday I will. So yeah. you can go to TessWhitehurst.com and I'm sure you can figure it out. <laughs> um, and also you can learn more about the Good Vibe Tribe and get on the waiting list at TessWhitehurst.com slash join the tribe. Did you do something to your hair? Oh, yeah, I added um, magenta at the bottom. Oh, did you You're cut it? Person? It looks also no, looks... Oh, I haven't okay. cut it. But I have been like combing it differently. I see. I love the magenta. Did you bleach it and then do I it? I bleached the ends and okay, then I put yeah. And I did it like a week ago and you're the first person oh. to mention it. So well, I it's don't... barely on the screen. Oh, yeah. It hangs below. 
yeah it's fun i'm excited about it i love it fun little project all right shall we (laughs) i also (laughs) cut my hair and bleached the oh yeah bleach it some more it looks so so cute Uh, were you scared to cut because you did a great job Thank you. Well, have we talked already about how in the 80s I used to cut my bangs in a certain way and people would ask me to cut their bangs like that? And I was no. like, no, I can only cut my own. I refuse how did to you cut do anyone it? else's. What well, you know how in the 80s, like I've always had bangs, but then there was like a scrunch that would happen at the top of the bangs. Yeah, I yeah. remember that very well. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. And you go like, I used to like do that, like scrunch mm-hmm. it. I'm scrunching my hair. Um, so I would just cut the, I don't know how I, I just like cut, I don't know, honestly, that's why I wouldn't do it for anyone else because I, I just, I went with my intuition (laughs) and I would just scrunch it and moose it. And apparently it was a big hit, but I wouldn't do it for anyone (laughs) else. Great. And I refused to cut anyone's hair, but my own. So I'm not scared of my own hair because I don't really care if I mess up. I feel like because I have so much of it, it's That's just like... That's a good like, attitude. But I would care if I messed up someone, else, like my daughter's hair. Oh, right. Oh, you can forget about that. Brett cuts her hair, though, and it looks good. Oh. Um, okay. Let's get to questions. Okay. This is from Elizabeth. Okay. It says, I could really use some love advice. So my boyfriend's best friend of over 30 years has said he doesn't want to hang around us because of my spiritual beliefs. I'm a witchy type. My boyfriend leans towards agnostic and so does his friend. His friend thinks I'm going to do something to him, but that's not how I practice. I do everything with the person's consent. I feel like all I can do is pray for my boyfriend, which he thanks me for, but I also feel there has to be more than that more that I can do, especially since my boyfriend lost his job last week. I'm also worried about a breakup over this. I did reach out to the friend and ask that he not do this and that I would never come over if that's what he wants. So it sounds like it's a two-parter. One is the friend and then the second, the boyfriend. Do you understand? Okay, maybe you can start on this. Okay, you want do you me feel to like start? I, I yeah start. I feel yeah I feel like I want you to start okay answer. yeah that's fine well first of all if we're dealing with the friend I mean trying not to use swear words towards people but it just seems like that's his fucking problem right yeah <laughs> it's you, not you your failed I, failed. Not using... I failed I <laughs> failed so quickly you well, failed. I <laughs> I was going to say something directed towards him, but I didn't. Okay. I mean, honestly, it's really his fucking problem. Like, it's not your problem. He doesn't, first, yeah, exactly. He doesn't understand you. You have no control over anybody's actions. And actually, this can also lead into the boyfriend as well. Like, as far as you feel like there's more you can do. Um, We, you know, I don't know if. You've read anything about codependency, Elizabeth, but this would maybe be really good for you to get a book like Codependent No More is a great book um, about codependency, which is essentially, you know, you can't control anybody's anything. And sometimes when we grow up in trauma, when we grow up in codependent families, we feel like we can control people because it's like, oh, if I act like this way, you know, my mom won't be mad at me. But the truth is that's just in that moment. You never know. You'll be walking on eggshells, you know, your whole life if you do that. So unfortunately, this is the friend's problem, not Mm -hmm. your problem. And if your boyfriend has a problem with that, then that's his problem and he's not a very good boyfriend if he's breaking up with you because his friend has an issue with what you do i mean your his friend is reading into what you do it's not even true he's making it up so you can't control somebody creating a storyline that is false yeah and, yeah yeah so to set boundaries what you would do would be to really think well what do what's true for me Mm -hmm. does it feel true for me that I would want to change for this no so I'm not going to and then also maybe you know I would in that situation I might think it doesn't feel cool to me to hang out with him either you know like definitely not and to maybe even tell your boyfriend 
I mean, see how you personally feel. But that's how we set boundaries as we go, what's true for me? And you mm-hmm. can imagine like a shield of light around yourself and be like, in my space, in my life, what in this situation feels right? Is it, you know, that I'm going to speak my truth? Is it that I'm going to not hang out with this person? But it, it to me, it seems like it would involve some truth speaking. That's a boundary setting too, to say to your boyfriend, hey, I don't, this doesn't feel good to me if you're going to back this up. You know, that doesn't feel good to me either. So we need to work something out. And then he's going to need to step up in a way that feels good to you in order for you to want to continue to spend time with him. You know what I mean? So it always comes back to you. Like what feels good to you? And then how can I communicate that and set those boundaries? And that's how you know what boundaries to set is like when you know, yeah, no, I, I need, I, this I don't want to spend time with this person yeah you know and, and or... also yeah well go ahead Maria oh no you your turn well I was just going to say that one of the things about codependency is that we actually are controlling trying to control other people right when we do this right mm-hmm. so it's like oh you're trying to control his reaction you're trying to control your boyfriend's um, I mean, it's coming from a nice place with your boyfriend. You want to control his job outcome. But it's actually, that was one thing when I first learned that. I was like, oh, wait, I'm the controlling one, <laughs> you yeah. know, when I was in codependent relationships. So it's really about taking the, letting go of the control of other people right. and letting go of wanting to control other people. That's enough. That's how you can tune better into what do I want if you can let go of wanting to control what they're doing and thinking because it probably you need a lot of support internally in order to set those boundaries because your mind it's a it becomes a habit like oh no what is he thinking what does he need you know and so to let go of that and ask yourself deeply you know with your hand on your heart what do I need right now I'm feeling scared I'm feeling lost I'm feeling you know out of control and then Get fortifying yourself instead of, and give, that's where you have control. Mm -hmm. Giving yourself love, giving yourself what you need deeply, um, yeah, will be what will help you to let go of needing to control that situation. Yeah, and that's it. it. Energetically, it does feel like separating out the cords. So yes. it's no longer like, I'm going to make a decision so that this person will react in this certain way. It's like, what do I feel and what do I need to do or say in order to respect that? And sometimes it's uncomfortable. You know, like Very. sometimes you'll be like, when, I remember when I was first learning about this, I was uh, living in Los Angeles. I was like 21 and I was learning about yeah. like how good it feels to set boundaries. Not that I did it perfectly since then, but I remember there would be situations where I'd be like, oh, I'm on a date or I'm at a party and I don't want to be here. And mm-hmm. I need to tell these people that I need to go <laughs> or I need someone to give me a ride home. And it's like, that's uncomfortable but I that's what I have to do because that's what's true for me and that it it feels the best but it also can there can be uncomfortable conversations yeah I mean a lot of times you haven't valued your thoughts and opinions for a long time when you're somebody who lets other people or when you want to control what other people think I mean everybody in some ways wants everyone to like them right yeah but in this type of a situation where it's like he's threatening to you I mean he you know it feels threatening to your relationship that's the kind of thing where it's like getting to know and comfort yourself and know who you are more will help you to know like oh wait a minute this is more important than what he thinks Yeah, that making your relationship with yourself the priority because then, I mean, that can initially sound selfish, but it's really not because then you can be in a relationship with someone and be yourself because you want to be in relationships with people who want you to be yourself, you know? So if it breaks, if a relationship breaks because you you, it doesn't, you know, it's not sustainable for you to be yourself, then that relationship should break. Yeah, but it's hard a lot of times. I mean, I'm just thinking back to like my early 20s, you know? When it was like when I was in this really codependent relationship, I had given this guy so much power that, you know, it was easy to say like, oh, I just need to prioritize myself. But I had made him so much more important than me that it wasn't easy. You know, it wasn't that simple. I had to 
call my energy back to me, of course. I mean, that's something you really, I recommend. Call your energy back to you constantly. <laughs> so, you know, but also to value my thoughts and opinions more than somebody else. I'll just say real quick, I wonder if I've said this story before, but when I was in acting class, I was in this Meisner class when I was 23. And it was about, you were just supposed to improv like off of what the other person was doing. And when I was done, the person, my teacher was like, well, what did you think of that? Um, we all thought that you were letting this girl treat you like shit, <laughs> basically, in the scene. But I was just like giving in to her the whole time in the scene. And I was like, oh, oh I thought I was taking it too personally. And she was like, no, we all, well, we uh, all saw. <laughs> uh, and also she was like, we want you to take it personally because that's what acting is, taking yeah. it in personally, you know, and taking it in. But I kept dismissing it. Like, she probably doesn't mean it that way or that's not. And, well, and you were probably being a good actor because you were probably like, well, that's how I am in real life <laughs> that's or that's true. how I would be, you know? <laughs> that's and, true. But you were like, that's, I had an acting teacher who would say life problems are acting problems mm. and acting problems are life problems. Like, yeah. That is an but example that was, of that. Yeah, it was transformative formative for me because I was like oh my god I can trust myself like everybody oh. else here saw that and I wasn't trusting that he oh. was that she was being mean to me I kept wow. writing it off so that was really I broke up with that guy like four months later I mean oh, it took four months so but yeah because then yeah so that's part of this too I think is really trusting yourself like oh no he is being wrong if I have this feeling that it's bad then I can trust that yeah you know I don't need him to agree with it in yeah. order for it to be bad like if it feels bad to me it doesn't even matter what this guy thinks right Whew. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm really using a lot of breath today. All right. I feel Should... like we could talk about that forever, but yeah, okay. We really could. To tell you after the pod what one thing I said to that guy, my boyfriend, at the end of this. All right. New question from Beth. Am I too empathetic to grow my intuition? Hello, Tess and Natasha. First of all, I want to thank you so much for selecting Mondays as your podcast release days. Having this to listen to first thing on Monday really helps me fight the Monday stress and sets off my week on the right foot. It's nice. Okay. I am what a friend once referred to as tragically empath empathic. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Um, I feel like that's a good name of a um, like YA novel. Um, I've had no, former... I've had former partners, friends, and even bosses comment on my empathy getting in the way of living my life or having success in my career. After 32 years of familial and domestic abuse at the hands of people who wanted to feed on that energy, I've begun to learn how to set boundaries for the first time. Oh, wow. Common theme. However, I worry that my empathy in every situation is getting in the way of sharpening my intuition. I am now 37 and my judgment is terrible. I'm constantly finding myself locked in intense relationships with toxic people and my ability to adequately judge or even make an educated guess about how something might turn out leads me to disappointment time and time again. Is it too late for me? No, it isn't. No way. What recommendations would you have for the rituals, meditations, acts of self-care, or even just books I can read that might help me tune into my intuition reliably? Thank you again for what you are bringing to the world right now. Boy, it's so similar. To I know. Other. It's like basically the similar same energy. question. Yeah. Um, do you want to... Well, um, so definitely Codependent No More, once again, is a great book. It does sound like therapy would be really good for you to learn how to set boundaries, to learn how to tune into yourself and prioritize yourself. So I would recommend therapy and starting with that because that setting of boundaries is what is going to open you up to your intuition because why you aren't mm -hmm. hearing your intuition is because you are tuning in so much to everyone else's needs. Um. Yeah. I will say that um, inner child work is really, I would say, my top way for people <clears throat> who have said they have a hard time listening to their intuition. Well, two things. One, 
I don't believe your judgment is terrible. I believe it's exactly what I just said in the last question, mm-hmm. that you've been doubting it so long. And that's what happened to me when in that scenario in those years of my life. I just doubted myself. I gave up my power so much. And it wasn't until I was like, oh, wait a minute. It is right. If I there is no feeling is wrong, so I can't be wrong about my own feelings, yeah. that then I started listening to my judgment and trusting my intuition. So I think it's just that you've been doubting your intuition for so long that now you don't think you know what it feels like when you hear it. Yeah. But if you just start with the supposition that no, if you think you're feeling something, you're right. Mm -hmm. If you think you um, have a thought about something, you don't need to worry about it. You're right because there is no wrong feeling. And then the other thing is truly inner child healing. I can't tell you how many people I've seen where I've coached with inner child healing that it's like they're like, oh, all this information has opened up for me. And and what it, the reason why this is is because your soul has the answers, right? And your inner child is a great way to connect to your soul directly. I mean, there's many ways. It's not the only way, but I'm just saying my preferred way is – she has answers in there, you know, like if you're feeling bad, you can talk to her and say, what's going on? And <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> in their journal or talk, get into that feeling and say, why are you feeling this way? And just understand that she's never going to be wrong. So whatever you're hearing, that's going to be right. And then mm-hmm. it's up to you what you're going to do about that. You know, are you going to listen? Are you going to comfort her? Are you going to talk her out of it? Are you going to, you know, it sounds like you have an internalized um, unhealthy parent (laughs) or Mm -hmm. two. Mm -hmm. And so that's part of why you're so confused because you're listening. This internalized unhealthy parent is the one whose information everything's being filtered through. Yeah, so like if the inner child is like, I don't want to be with this person, this I don't feel comfortable or I feel sick to my stomach. And then if the inner parent is like, oh, you must be wrong because he's a nice man and yes. we, should, we should give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, like just as an example, like yeah. that could be a sort of inner monologue of not trusting your feelings. Yeah, that could be an inner monologue of your, you basically have taken, I mean, this is what, again, <laughs> these questions really relate to me. I mean, not to say like, I'm so evolved, but like 30 years, this was my start of my journey of this. Yeah. No, me too. I mean, this was definitely part of it is going, oh, wait, where's my power? (laughs) Yeah. And I had internal, when I started doing inner child dialogue work, it was like, I had to realize that, no, that's actually my mother talking to her, not me. And, and, and by vocalizing it, like I would sit in two chairs. This is one way to do inner child work. One, I'd sit in one chair and be like, I feel bad. I feel hurt. In the other chair, I would be the parent. And if I was like, well, that's stupid. Why would you feel that way? There's no reason to feel that way. Then it would be like, oh, that's my actual mother talking, not yeah. my loving parent. And I had to learn how to develop this loving parent. Yeah. So it sounds like that. Yes, I agree. Therapy is always great. It's terrific. And you can also, for books, you can look at um, Inner Bonding is a great inner child book. Um, and just not and yeah being low and self-compassion the self-compassion workbook all of these books will really help you affirm who that whatever you're feeling is right and therefore that's your intuition your intuition isn't complicated Mm -hmm. it's it's just there it's when we doubt it and question it that we get into trouble yeah okay okay (laughs) feel like a Okay, I'm not going to say. All right, should we do the goddess provisions? Oh, yeah. 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 So we are also, uh, we're not sponsored by, but we get a little commission if you buy a goddess provisions box, which we adore. They are. It's so great. So great. Last month there was like, it was astrologically themed, or it's actually this month. Oh, they have a new thing where new subscribers get a mystery box. <gasps> what? Yes. How fun. I know. And Thanks. you got the box for this month. I, I didn't did. get it. But what did you yeah. get? Well, it had astrological based socks, like socks with prints on them. What? Yeah. Damn and, it. I should have asked. 
<laughs> a moon, a moon incense, the selenite little mini wand that Ooh. has like the face of the moon, I think, carved into it. Ooh, you could put it in your purse and cleanse your energy oh, with it. Is it how big is idea. it? Great idea. Yeah, like two inches. Yeah, that's three perfect. Because I have a giant one at home, but like, <laughs> if I had one in my purse, that's, yes, uh, that's a so good convenient. Idea. It's not like you can sage yourself like it's out true. in public all the time. But... You could. In Asheville, well, yeah. <laughs> probably no one would look twice. It, it could be a fire hazard. <laughs> um, yeah, there was a journal, little six-month astrological-based journal. Anyway, all of them have different things. We love them, and we really appreciate it. If you do want to buy a box to go to our website, magicmondaypodcast.com, click on the banner on the side, and um, yeah, we get something from it. And they plant a tree for every box sold, yeah, and, and it's, it's vegan. vegan and cruelty-free. Okay, great. Am okay. I the only one talking on this podcast today? I feel I'm like sorry, I'm like, I'm not <laughs> no, I don't know. I should I'm, chime in more. No, it's my <laughs> fault. Falling down on the job. It is Gemini so, season. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so I will say it would also be great. Another great way to support our podcast is to rate and or review us on Apple Podcasts. We would so appreciate it if you would take a little bit of time to do that because that supports our podcast greatly yeah it helps people find us and we appreciate it all right i mean i'll just say it is gemini season so if i'm i mean okay i, I mean just that's good for a, podcasters because yeah. it's like just all we're doing is talking i we're just hope i'm merchants i almost interrupted you to say i hope i'm not interrupting you so, <laughs> so well here i we don't are. mind <laughs> if you do interrupt me okay great Oh, remember last week when you said that I was an earth angel, probably, and not you, because I'm nicer? Well, yeah, I kind of, well, I don't know. I mean, I kind of think I might be nice also. I just was thinking kind about of. this one situation. Well, no, oh. just because she said earth angels are so non-judgmental. And then, I, but I mean, I think everyone is sometimes judgmental. So I don't know. I was. You were thinking of one situation when I wasn't judgmental. No, I was just thinking oh. of myself. That uh. one aspect, not situation, but just how I'm like, well, I can be judgmental, and then I was like, but you know, uh, then oh. she says, no one's perfect. So also, but you can't be a human in a human body, a being in a human, and not be judgmental. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but also you do seem like an earth angel to me. Do you feel like oh, one? Thank you. I feel like I'm a star seed. Oh, yeah. I feel like you're a star seed also. Oh, and I don't know if you can be both. I think you can. Oh, you can. What do you think you are? Uh, oh, well, I think I'm an incarnated fairy is oh. one of the things I think I am. Mm-hmm. Is that, is your fairy guy, does he tell you that? Um, No. He doesn't tell me that. He oh, doesn't okay. talk a lot. He sort of <laughs> more makes faces. <laughs> oh my god! I like love that guy. Like faces. Yeah. Like you know what I'm thinking. I see. I get it. <laughs> All right. Are we ready for me? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. So it's time for the energy report. Okay. Well, I've already said a lot. <laughs> oh my goodness um actually it's so interesting those two questions are kind of similar to the theme of the energy report is when i um uh talk about the energy trend that i've noticed of the week based on my clients and myself and that actually is very um there was a lot of um codependency type issues in um the energy this week so what i thought what i felt into would be good is one I've noticed that people are carrying a lot of other people's energy this week which actually goes really along with those questions too right yeah so um I think we may need to go back to my golden vacuum do you remember about this yes when I couldn't (laughs) think of the word for vacuum (laughs) and then we're like can a vacuum vacuum up fog (laughs) yeah it can Spoiler alert. <laughs> An energetic vacuum can. Yeah. So I think what basically what I would say is listen also to the question. If you're having other people's energy in your space, if you're noticing that, it is good to check in and be like, you know, notice, oh, I what can I control and what I can't control what can't I control? And just acknowledging 
oh, I can't control anything anyone else does, will also release them from your space. Because part of what we do when we obsess about people or we're upset with somebody, and and I don't mean obsess in a judgmental way because I'm an earth angel, but (laughs) (laughs) but when we're upset with somebody, we often bring them into our energy field because we're, you know, we like often will be courting them in their third chakra and kind of like drag them over to tell them off or to even if you're just trying to figure things out um we're bringing them energetically inside us and we don't that's not helpful for anybody so you can just imagine even if you don't know where the cords are just imagine letting go of any cords that you are um, sending out to anybody else and then fill up all your chakras with light with i like to use gold light because that is a like cosmic energy. That's your highest information. It's a nice cleanser. So uh, again, I would definitely check that third chakra out, um, which is right above your belly button. And just imagine any quartz leaving, filling up with that gold, and then giving your whole space. You can use, imagine a golden vacuum in your, it can even be, uh, what are those um, handheld vacuums called, remember? Like a um, dustbuster. Yeah, dustbuster. Dirt devil. Yeah, imagine a gold, but it's gold light and just vacuuming up anyone's energy that is near, especially go to the top of your head. I'm getting the crown chakra and above it. Um, a lot of times we will get extra fuzzy there if we're not feeling our intuition, if we feel like we can't hear our own information. So really vacuum up there, vacuum all around underneath your feet. Don't forget under and over your body and then put the vacuum outside of your aura and explode it and just send it and it'll just go to whoever it belongs to and then call your energy back to you. And just imagine your aura nice and like, um, complete like there's no holes just like seal it up at the underneath your feet too where it like um, attaches to your grounding cord Um, but really cleaning out that space and letting go of needing to control anyone I was just reading actually that um, when we feel shame a lot of times that is a way of controlling again of controlling other people because if we're feeling shame we are feeling like we not always but this is what this book said that we're trying to change what somebody else feels about us or we're feeling bad about what somebody else feels oh, about right, us right which means that we think we can change what they feel about us maybe or that we want we're trying to change it like so, it's an energy cord that's draining us which when it's like we really can't change it right we can yeah. never change how anyone feels about us um it's hard when like for i grew up with a mom who really made it seem like if I behaved a certain way, I could change her behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you, especially when you grow up with that, it's like confusing because it's like, well, it does work some of the time. So why doesn't it work all? So, you know, then yeah. you're constantly trying to do that. But no, what an energy drain. So letting all that go and then, you know, all you can change is what do I need right now? How can I love myself? How can I honor myself? You know, giving that to yourself. So releasing um, that and then and filling up with gold light. And then the last thing I'll just say is it's a really nice week for after you've done that meditation, just quieting the mind. And I keep getting from my guides the earth, connecting to the earth. They just show me like, if you can, I know this isn't possible for a lot of people in quarantine, lying on the earth, just letting all your energy, releasing anything you don't want into the earth and just, and then bringing in that earth energy, just drinking up that earth energy. Um, There is right now, you know how I was seeing the light before coming into heart chakra space or the crown chakra. Now I'm just seeing it like being spread into the earth. Mm. (laughs) So like throughout the earth. So and if you can just like ground, lay on the ground and, and if you can't go outside, just do a little visualization that you're on your bed and you're bringing in that earth energy um, through your whole body. That's going to be really helpful. This week, a lot astrologically, there's, we talked about this before, but there's a lot in Pisces. So it's really like a nice week to just 
relax as much as possible, self-care, you know, releasing energy that isn't yours, feeding yourself with that earth energy because Mercury is going into retrograde. There's a lot. We don't want to be fighting. We want to be releasing and nurturing. Yeah. Going with the flow and integrating. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So now is it? Yes. Okay. It sure is. Now it's time for practical magic. Okay, so there's a lot of interesting opportunities for magic this week. So we have, let's just look here. So um, this week we have uh, the sun enters Cancer on Saturday, which Mm. is also summer solstice. So this is a really powerful pagan holiday. And Friday is Juneteenth. This is the day before. So it's like. Oh, and there's a solar eclipse and a new moon on Sunday. So yeah. before the solar eclipse and new moon and right before the summer solstice is Juneteenth, which is a celebration of the end of slavery. It's a celebration of the end of slavery. Mm. And so it's extra significant this year. Yes. Um, and so I think that day, I on Friday, I would like to empower a rutilated quartz in sunlight and set mm. the intention to really work with this channel of light and energy that's coming through right now to restructure human consciousness, to, re- mm. like, to support the restructuring of my consciousness, of my ancestry, of my you know future, the people that are in the future that will be influenced by me. Yeah. Um, and by um, just sending that consciousness across the surface of the earth because the Rutilated Quartz has a powerful... It's it's energizing and it's channeling and it also helps us restructure patterns. Mm. Is that the one with black? In well, it's it's clear quartz and then it has like little. Um, it's called rutiles, but they're like straight. Um, yes, yes, okay. Kind of like blades of sometimes silver, sometimes black, sometimes okay. gold colored. Oh, mine's black. I think the one I. Yeah, there's different colors of rutiles. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, Rutilated Quartz in Sunlight on Juneteenth, and then on the solstice, I always like to, it's my favorite thing to wake up before the sunrise and go to where I can see the sunrise mm-hmm. on solstice and toast the sunrise, toast the sun on the sun's biggest day. Um, and so I will bring, usually bring some something to drink for myself and for the sun. And last year I did this with my coven and we drank cider like alcoholic cider at sunrise which is really fun that is fun (laughs) yeah um did you come you wouldn't come home and take a nap though because you don't like naps i'm not really a nap person yeah but i did drive all the way to denver last year so i woke up so early i mean it's because it's a kind of a drive for me um i didn't realize it was that far I mean, it's, it was far when I wanted to get there by sunrise on solstice. Oh, yeah, you know, it's yeah. like a, the earliest sunrise of the year. Yeah. <laughs> so I left, I feel like I left like at three in the morning to get there wow. on time. So we could, you know, like set up and get it all, make sure it was all going before I we started. That. But it was really cool. It was fun. Um, but you can do this by yourself uh, for sure. And just somewhere where you can see the sunrise. And if you can't go outside, you can look at what time the sun rises and you can face east in your house and you can light a candle to the sun and toast the sun. And it is, it's just, I like how it's the day, it's the dark moon. So the Mm. moon is at its lowest ebb while the sun is at its pinnacle. And then the sun is going, the thing about the sun being at its pinnacle is it's, there's that sort of paradox of this is the full expansion but it's also when the sunlight begins to wane so it's like with the full moon when you it's like the sun's version of the full moon when you have all this power available to you you can illuminate you can cleanse and you can also set the intention for things you want to release so it's really i think a cool especially the day before the solar eclipse and the new moon to um, offer up patterns, old patterns, old programs, old beliefs that you want to let go of and also open up to letting the sun empower and illuminate the patterns that you want to strengthen. So whatever feels right to you in both of those areas and 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 things you want to bring, like I feel like this is part of the cultural shift that's happening right now is so many things that have been 
in the shadows or pushed to the back of consciousness are coming into the light. So we can work with that during the solstice also. Yeah, that's great. When is this? Is it, what's the date? It's the 20th. So that's Saturday. And okay. so it's Juneteenth is Friday. And then Saturday is uh, solstice. It's also the day that the sun moves into cancer. So cancer season All starts. Right. And then the next day is Father's Day and the new moon. Wow. I know. All righty. So should we do our housekeeping real quick? Yes. Okay, doke. Um, you can find me at highslighthealing.com. You can sign up for my newsletter. You get some free meditations when you do that. Um, I have some classes on there. You can schedule a reading with me, of course. And you can find me on Instagram at highslighthealing. And what about you? And you can find me on my website at testwhitehurst.com. You can learn about the Good Vibe Tribe and my workshop my master class there my free master class you can also find me on instagram at tess 4444 on twitter at tess whitehurst on facebook at tess whitehurst author and on youtube at tess whitehurst and what about us tell tell them where you can find oh, right. us and you can find us on magicmondaypodcast.com you can find us on instagram at magic monday podcast and facebook at magic monday pod and also there's a magic monday podcast facebook listeners that's page. right can- <laughs> magic monday podcast <laughs> listeners page on facebook that's, that's, that's right. better <laughs> i just found by the way from an old goddess provisions book i mean not book box um that pen with the the cool. pen I used it all up. Uh, oh, you working. did! I loved it so uh, much. I, I just, bet you could get an ink cartridge to um, yeah, probably replace it. It has quartz in it. It's so exciting. So cool. Alrighty, are you picking from your amazing new oracle deck? Thank you for saying that. Uh, yes, it's my new oracle deck that I, I co-created with Sedona Soulfire and Eleanor Eaton, and it is the Cosmic Dancer Oracle. It's so great. I love it. Thank you. Um, and what are you drawing from? I, of course, <laughs> I'm going to stop buying Oracle decks. I really am. But <laughs> um, I got the Starseed Oracle. I just wanted to get one for Starseed. Yeah, I just, you should totally have Starseed Oracle. Yeah, by um, Rebecca Campbell. An artwork by Danielle Noel. So I picked Trust the Timing. Ah, it's a theme. Mm-hmm. And you know what I got is honor the process there. It's a similar, uh, similar. See? Okay, but you go first. Okay. Trust the wave you came in on. Time is not running out. Ah. That's what that voice in my head always tries to tell me. Ah. You better do this now or it's going to be too late. Oh, yeah. The ego loves to yeah. play with uh, the time. Yeah. Then I was like. That's not even true. Okay. So often, those who feel like they're here for a reason sense that time is running out and they spend their life worrying that they might miss their moment. But the only way to miss your life or your moment is to spend your time worrying about missing it. It's never too late to answer a calling and you're never too old. The tides of your life are magnificently orchestrated to come in and out in perfect unison. Don't race ahead and ride a wave that was never meant for you. You'll waste your precious time and energy when instead you could be enjoying your life. Everything is a season and you're being called to trust the one you're in. Don't let impatience, comparison, competition, or paranoia disturb the seeds. It seems that everyone has anxiety these days, constantly scanning for something they might have missed or a possible threat. Keeping our mind and body pointed in the same direction as our soul is near impossible at such reactive speeds. Right now, you're being reminded to take a breath, trust the wave you came in on, to trust the season you're in. Time isn't running out. There's plenty of time. There's no rush, and it's never too late. Oh my gosh, that's so cool because we've been in this divine timing wave. And then mine, um, so mine is a picture of a butterfly woman with all the seasons around her. And it says, honor the process. Whatever your inquiry, you will benefit from releasing attachment to the outcome and letting go of the need to impress anyone. Mm. Instead, dissolve into the experience of the now. Sacred dance is always about the present moment, which transcends any concept related to the end result or final product. After all, the present moment is the only moment there is. 
past and future are only ideas in your mind. So what is the rush? If you look deeply, you will see that the best part of the journey is always happening right Mm. now for there is no other time for it to happen. When you look back at this era in your life after a decade has passed, it will be easy to see that not a second went by that didn't glow with mystery and magic, even the most mundane everyday tasks and chores. So don't miss the preciousness that surrounds and fills you even now. Open your eyes to it, embrace it, and revel in it. There's more, but I just, there's, I, I did not realize these were so long when I read them. But I at love the end, it. Oh, thank you. But I do want to say, um, like, what else? Remember that your journey is unique to you. Don't let anyone else define what your process should look like. Embrace your own pace and allow yourself to blossom in your own way. Take your time and dance your way to the finish line. There's no need to sprint or rush. After all, you'll want to enjoy every twirl, leap, and shimmy along the way. I love it. I mean, that is like the same card. In two I know. Decks. I just said it in a different way. Wow. And also about not impressing other people, yeah. like from the codependency stuff. Like we're here to just like deal with our own stuff. Not well, yeah. And even what you and I were talking about, about how you were saying being a good person. And I was talking about guilt. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's like just really honor where you are and move through it. Yeah. And it be the, be in this moment of it. Yeah. Let it blossom from there. Love it. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Lots of love to you all. a lot. He sort of more makes faces.